Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Well, our culture, welcome. We're here. We're talking. Um, we're talking bronies. <laughs> we're talking chatted tweed. It's just the best stuff you'd want from an indie rap podcast these days. Um, that may not make it to Patreon. Who knows? Uh, nonetheless, we move on. We're perusing to another episode <laughs> to borrow Curly Castro phrase. Gently perusing. We're gently perusing this podcast. Yeah. yeah. We got copyright this shit, guys. Oh, oh man. These, uh, these, these jewels can't just be left on the floor. Yeah. Uh, I'm one, I'm one of your first three. t-shirt. Call out yeah. culture. Gently peruse. Gently peruse. Yeah, add us to your feed and gently peruse the show. <laughs> Yo, I'm your host, Zilla Rock. Uh, Alaska's here. Hey. Girly Castro's here. Mm-hmm. Jason Griff is back again. For God's sakes. Good hey. to see you. Great to see you guys. Um, how, how many appearances is this for you now? It might be time of Blockhead or Prime. Uh, it's, it's more than one. Um, I think this is four. It's the four, beginning at least of four, yeah. At least four. four. It's the beginning of the end. No, I'm just reading um Walking Dead advertisements on my TV. Oh. I final were, season. I it was like the, the Murz album. I know. That was, was the first. That was the end of the beginning. The end of the beginning. And yeah, I, and I think we've definitely discussed that album on we at have, least we, 48% of, of the episodes. I've what a on. great what a great album. That's no, just excuse like mixed me. This so is the Walking Dead's final season. Dude, that, that, that third episode years. was the most useless, boring waste of my Zilla, time ever. Zilla, stop. See, so wait, wait. still watching The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. So me and Cash were in. We made a blood oath. We made a blood book. So we have literally watched every episode they've ever released. We've seen everyone. Now, have we downloaded and immersed us? It's, it's varying. We've come, we're at a point where. Unless Negan's in the episode, the episode pretty much sucks. And yes, so we're, we're trying to one. climb out of it. Now, yes. mind you, this the show is is being better crafted the last two or three seasons than some stuff before. Because it definitely was like, ugh. And so they have yeah. new showrunners that are like, they're good at it, at least. So we're getting like good stuff. But the show definitely suffers from split up, mini stories. Get back together. They still right. are kind of doing that. And then but, people die and you're like, what was their name? I, don't, I never yeah. cared. It's like what I was like. Oh, they're dead. Oh, well, what they'll, no, what they'll cares? do is they'll show um they'll show a clip in the trailer of somebody getting bit or attacked. Yeah. They'll show their shoulder or their arm, and you think it could be a main character, but it's, it's not. A lot of character. lot of plot armor. At this yes, point. a lot, lot of, of plot armor. It's it's but, annoying, um, but anyway, Cash anyway. out here for the long term punishment. So this is the last um, season, so there'll be no. But just real quick for the listeners. So what they'll normally do is there'll be like eight episodes in a mid-season break. Yes. Then, 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 like there's only two episodes left till the mid-season, the mid-season break. break. Right. They count us down to the mid-season break. The break is about a, a month. Was it all of December pretty much? More than that. A little bit yeah, January. Like they come weeks. back like February. So it was like six weeks. They come back in February. And then they'll, what they've been doing though, because of the pandemic and all that. So they might run like another six episodes, take another break. <laughs> yes. A lot and of breaks. Then, and then give us this final run next summer. Yeah, like the live, yeah. the last eight episodes. Bah, 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 bah. They've been so. treating this like George Bush's first term back when he was just like taking vacations all the time before 9-11, where he was just yeah. always like mad set. breaks. Yeah, just a lot of vacations in his life. Mad uh, breaks. Mad breaks. But anyway, we have Jason Griff here again to talk about um live from the liner notes with 
Alaska. The album is Human Zoo. The CDs are they're flying. CDs are gone. CDs are gone. CDs they are, are gone, man. Shouts to everybody rocking and supporting their records. So you um, sleeping. That's, that's what you get, you lazy pieces of shit. It's gone. So um, let's talk about this album, boys. Um, the album just dropped. Um, Castro and I are on it, not in not in the conventional ways, I should say. And no, then we I'm just on dropped. It, that's what well, we just for me, man. <laughs> we just dropped the <laughs> the Patreon exclusive. That is an outtake from the album, and the song is called "Creatively Call Out Culture" by Human yeah, we, Zoo we, Dudes. We, we, we sat there and thought long and hard about that one. We were like, we did, oh, yeah. What do we call this one? Uh, the Pega that stepped on coke by Pegasus Wings. We were like, no, no, no. Just call it "Call Out Culture." The song, dope. I so wanted call, song, I wanted ride. to call it "White Pussy in the Summertime." <laughs> AKA, that's fire. Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> well, I I know when when I first got the first draft of that song emailed to me, I, I pulled it up and was listening to it on my phone. And my wife walks in the kitchen. I'm like, "Oh, check it out! It's another new song for the Alaska Project." And boom, it's that line. Oh, she's like, "Oh, I'm good." Uh, he forced a trade, man. Literally, not for championship <laughs> rings, but for rings of pussy. Shouts to him. Shang Chi and the, the ten the, rings of of the pussy of, of the, the, the yes. Caucasian variety. He was. And it's funny because I'm reading. I'm like, really? And then he's like, yeah, you know, because and I you forget in Philadelphia, you know, I was frowned upon, but in L.A., it was all yeah. the rage. So he had get to get over there. Get them bunnies. He had to get the bunnies. And you know what's funny? Um, because they were talking about um, you know, sign of the times, Cosby and things of that nature. Right. Um, somebody had brought up the um the Playboy out. Anybody familiar with that show? Yeah. So. Yeah, it was always so like a talk showish thing. Like they had Bill Russell on there. He's wearing like this seersucker suit. So they, um, uh, Hefner would host. He'd be wearing the, the smoker's jacket. Yeah. yeah. And, and there'd be like five women around him as he walks the guys around and they would sit down and talk. And this was on TV at 10 o'clock at night, like every yeah. week. What network? Like what channel was this? I on? think might have been NBC. It was the Playboy. I wasn't on cable. Wow. It, it, either I, I could be wrong. It could have been a cable show, but it was on. And so, um, you know, just just out there, the Playboy bunnies running around behind him, and like seven foot uh, Bill CBS. Russell. There, there it what? is. What? Yeah. CBS. Hmm. Look what they used to get away with. Look wow, at that. They did it. Turn on CBS, and I CBS. And they, but uh, they, yo, they were okay. at. The, uh, it wasn't in the studio. They were at the Playboy at the grotto. You see the girls running yeah. around with beach balls and stuff. Yes. That's crazy. All right. Well, let's get back to talking about this. It's <laughs> pretty dope. Um, Human Zoo. Don't know how to. Segue from the Hugh Hefner Albert back to this record by two indie rap guys. Um, so I got a lot of notes about the album. Um, I just showed it to the camera. Uh, I'm going to start off the, the rip though. What? Um, okay, so you you guys have talked about adapt being like like the kickoff point from Fireside Chats, mm-hmm. and what I wanted to point out was I learned from Fireside Chats because. I, I didn't know this about Griff previously, and maybe maybe it was always there. I just wasn't catching it. I didn't realize how heavy of a punk guy Griff is, right? Mm-hmm. And for all of these years, me and Griff, I've known Griff longer than everybody on this show. Griff Griff would send me beat packs, right? I sent his cash the other day. Griff would you send me packs, right, from back in the day to now, and there will be beats in there where I'm like, 
I really don't enjoy the sound he's picking. Like there'll be like one sound that I'm like, I don't enjoy that sound. <laughs> and then uh, like five beats later, Ooh, I don't enjoy this sound on this particular beat. And then I'll like three or four. Then I'll be like, Ooh. And when I realized after fireside chats and then this record too, is like, I'm not a punk guy. You guys are punk guys. You in Alaska. And so me never being a punk guy in my life, those sounds to me are like unnerving or like foreign or like I can't really line it up. Like I like distortion here and there. Right. Um, but there's like there's like a very, very deliberate sensibility you have as a punk guy that I don't have. Right. So I want to I want to first I want you guys to explain that to me, like where your punk sensibility came from and how it as a parent in your rap music. Hmm. Griff, I'll let you start with that one. I got to think about that. Um, damn, I was hoping you'd start because I was still thinking about it. Um, I think the general, I mean, and I don't want to, I don't want to step on any lyricist toes here, but I do think <laughs> the general, uh, like lyrical content um, is, is very anarchist uh, mm. in, in hum, human zoo. And that's very much uh, like, uh, you know, a punk rock thing as well. Um, and and I guess, I mean, I never really thought of like, you know, the punk influence in like my production right. until, I mean, other than obviously like Fireside Chats where I'm deliberately like flipping punk songs, but I never right. really picked up on it even until you mentioned it to me a while back. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I guess I do use a lot of like um, punk punk inspirations like weird distortions right like you know sometimes i'll do like the um there's the you know uh uh every good punk song has the jump breakdown you know the bridge where where everybody in the band jumps in 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 sync you know um <laughs> and like i'll i'll like i'll like uh use that 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 method um mm. in in rap songs just to like you know with like a, a hip-hop rhythm or tempo right. versus like a punk rock tempo you know um did you think of yours yet because because kind of I'm... okay cool <laughs> yeah so i mean i think the the thing that i like about punk is like the sort of spirit like the the sort of like double middle fingers to your face spirit mm. of it right and i think um a lot of it is like it's written from the point of view of like if everybody's thinking one way it's the wrong way to think right um so i think like a lot of that comes across in in the way that i write and like sort of my perspective with rapping mm -hmm. um and i think like you know part of it is also like there's no point doing something that somebody's already doing right as yeah. well which is like sort of heavy in the punk spirit it's like very independent like i mean i think jokes was like a punk rock label more than it was a hundred percent mm -hmm. um yeah and it was like that whole movement is just like this is i don't want to do what you guys are doing like i want to create my own world mm -hmm. and um so i think like that's sort of where it ties in for me that's dope, dude. And, and the other thing I thought too was I'm gonna just said this to you, Alaska. Was like, Human Zoo feels like to me like the logical child of Jooks mm -hmm. because obviously you're on it. Um, but then it has like Jooks moments in terms of like some of the chords and synths Griff is using. Yeah, and then it has like some of that distortion because like when, when you think of jokes, animal farm, 
Yeah, like Adam yeah. the song, right? Even even no, Ode no, to no, Shells. No, no, Ode to no, no. Shells to me could be like a bonus track on like the Daylight EP or like yeah, or even on Fantastic Damage or something. Let me interject. So, what's up, so not to and take this as it is, it it reminds me of some of the better moments on Cage Records. Hmm. So not necessarily Hell's Winter full bore, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just you know his, but like pieces of that, pieces yeah. of movie of the, for the blind, like some of these. Right. Um, uh, some of the sensibility, but I have a question about production, but I'll hold it because it's going to lead into something else. So continues. Okay, dope. Yeah. And so I was thinking about the album, like listening to it. And I remember when you, you guys sent us, I think it was, it might've been the unmixed version yeah. and it had like more songs. Right. And I remember listening to it being like, <clears throat> I really hope this gets mixed and mastered well, because I, I'm not really sure like sonically what, what the, the theme is in terms of like in the production, is it the kicks is it the melodies? Is it the bass? Like what's happening? So now that the I, you know, I've heard the the final version, you know, like there's certain songs like it's it kind of it takes a while, then all of a sudden the bass nails you. And then other songs like the bass is just smacking from the beginning. And so what I think what I think is dope about it is like the Jux albums and not a lot of records from that time were big like on bass as yeah. the star, the beats, right? So it has more of like more of like like an an LP run the jewels emphasis on bass, but like a fan dam emphasis on like sense. If that makes sense, you see what I'm saying? So I, I thought that was, was so I I think the record is led not disagreeing with you fully, Z, but um I think the the record is led by the drum program. Mm. I, was, I was gonna say the same thing. That's like there's a I lot of there's a lot of interesting drum programming that Griff got involved with. That are not necessarily typical of um, of um, repeated hip hop songs on a project. Right. So like so, um, Animal Farm, tap tap tap. Like you might find that one or two times on a record, but it seems like there was a consistent effort that the drum program was gonna was gonna be unique, regardless of the samples. Mm. And then that led to Alaska picking some of these flows. Am, am I um am I? Am I close to right there, Griff, or what's going on? Um, I think so. Um, it wasn't necessarily like a conscious effort on my part. Like a lot of it is, you know, the beats that Alaska picks were were very uh, drum driven, you know. And then um, I like what even in the early portions of the process, like what I got really excited about was was his tendency to pick stuff with like really weird drum patterns or. Like there was a couple that he's like, I'm going to use this one. And I'm like, really? Um, but I also like got the vibe. Like when we first started, like I got the the vibe that I could just kind of send him whatever. Like I could have something that I was like, eh, this is this might be a train wreck disaster or it might be brilliant with the right, you know, vision of someone else that I can collaborate with on it. You know, so um, I send him a ton of weird shit um, and some stuff that I might even like listen to and be like, oh, this is awful um but you know there's something in there that i like so like let me send it over to him and see what he thinks and then um i think animal farm in particular was one that really stood out as like i'm like oh that's the beat you're going with okay mm. you know um and that turned out to be you know it's the it was the single like is yeah yeah arguably the best song on the album i don't know i could i could uh have a different answer for you of what the best song is every different every hour of the day you know depending on my mood but I knew this this album had good genes because same with Zilla, we had gotten the unmixed um, batch. 
right. which had like four or five extra songs on it. And before I got to tell y'all what songs to cut, those were the songs y'all cut. Right. <laughs> so I felt like, all right, the instincts are good. And no, I'm not even being pompous. I'm just saying like, before I even got to tell y'all like, oh, I'm thinking that these songs kind of could just go on another thing or go in a different direction. When y'all sent me the final, I was like, oh. So I was like, all right, so the instincts are good. So I just yeah, wanted I mean, to share that. Those were just the ones that didn't serve the project. Right. Indeed. You know, it wasn't that there's was anything wrong with them. They just didn't like, no matter where we put them, <laughs> it didn't work in the flow. And, 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 and I'm humbly saying that because the instincts are good that we all share the same, like, you know, those tendencies. And we have a song that's a yeah. Patreon exclusive that I was telling Zilla on the side, yo, I was like, yo, I didn't want you to force this song at all. Just right. we're on it. And it was yeah. a point in time where the song wasn't working. Yep. Straight yeah. up. I'm being honest. And so I was just like, I was gonna say, I was gonna make an executive like, yo, just hold it. Just because right. sometimes we do make an effort. And I'm I'm telling, I'm talking to the audience right now. So we're we're crew, right? And so we'll make a project. And like for instance, Prem goes inside. He doesn't have a lot of features at all on his projects. Me, I have a lot of features on my projects. Zilla's some somewhere in the middle, and I mm-hmm. think uh I think Alaska is, is it's whatever served the project, this project in particular. So I didn't yeah. want you to force a song on there just to have the homeboys on there or have the posse cut on there to call out culture feature on there. You know, sometimes people force it. I was talking, right. um, I ain't going to say it because I didn't want his opinion, but I was talking with somebody about Quelle Chris and um, how some of the best Cavalier Quelle Chris songs are still on niggas is men the yep. first joint yep. and they've done cut after cut after cut every every quality chris is with the fresh dot and all that and some mm-hmm. of them are good but that energy and that camaraderie from the first one has not really been duplicated and to me some of the songs that they put their boys on with Iman Omari and all of them are just like functional posse cuts let me get right. my boys on there and right. i like i'm not dissing these are good these are really good songs but right, yeah. the magic of the collaboration is seen on niggas is men the first project the crown nation type stuff mm-hmm. and that's where it's like okay i know they were in a the zone there but moving forward they should have waited for that zone in terms of their their collaborations and i think you made that you were making executive decisions about what serves this album not mm-hmm what would look pretty and right. sexy after the ft dot you know what i'm saying and so um and, and i, I, th- I, I know think those- me and you had combos about it about the track listing mm-hmm. gastro and then mm-hmm. you said something to me about those songs and i said i was like oh they cut those yeah like <laughs> and you were like oh okay like makes sense like now i want to hear where <laughs> things go in that order and you kept saying, you're like, man, I don't know what to say. Like everything you're saying on this podcast, me and you were talking, you're like, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, say I'm our shit. Is, yeah. You were just like, but I just don't think where these guys are, are going with this. And I was like, oh, they, they already cut that shit. And you were like, oh, okay, good. That saves me like a texting fucking session. Like, I, I, I know I do it. Like, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll put a whole, I'll give you a whole verse and a whole song just to fe- feature on my album. So, it, yeah. you know, if, if I can't find a a beat because sometimes I feel like um you know I feel I, there's an obligation this is, this is crew so I feel like I haven't reached out to Zilla enough for a beat on a project or I haven't yeah, but we do a show every it. week like uh, no I, I, featured, I won't be I missed featured the cat like where's this 12 <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's weird like the new shop record has like no features 
like none. Nope. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like barely any. Seriously. The, the feature I'm on on Little Robert Hutton. I was like, are you sure you won't be on this one, bro? Like, this, <laughs> you, this joint? You and, and you were and, like, yes. I yep, said, all right, I'm, whatever. I'm, you know, I, mean, I had a mission. And Def C too. Def C asked yeah. me twice while I put him on that song. So, Shout you. so here's what I want to ask about collaborations, right? This is a Griff question. What explain to me your process or your experiences doing full projects with shells versus Alex versus Alaska. Um, well, sometimes you're the driver. Sometimes you're the passenger. Mm. Uh, number one, um, uh, with shells, you're always the passenger. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you're, you're, you're in for a fucking ride, mm. <laughs> you know, and you're the passenger while he's doing teen wolf flips on the top of the truck. So I don't, like know, styles. <laughs> styles. I don't know who's driving. Whoa, man, wipe out. Just keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> <where it drives. laughs> um, and then in, you know, well, there, well, there's two sides to it. There's the, there's the creative side and there's the business side. Right. Um, so, so the creative side is usually more 50 50. Um, I think with all three of those guys, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, shells shells would be a little more, uh, like adamant about like, this is, this is what I want. Like, mm. it, especially in the rapper asking the producer for a particular style or method or whatever, whatever. Um, right. Alex is a little more just like, yo, you know, do your thing. And, um, uh alaska is kind of the same way too um where it's just kind of uh he just kind of trusted me to do whatever after he sent the vocals over uh which right. is super fun because um i could probably throw in 12 beat switches in, in yeah. one verse and he'd be cool with it um and then uh you know on the on the business side of things like shells would be a hundred percent um like he'd just be like he'd call you up and be like i just did x y and z it's done like things mm. that we didn't even talk about doing. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Alex is more, um, you know, he leans so much more to the creative side. So right. uh, business side, um, he's just kind of like, do your thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think uh, like the business side of things was a bit more 50-50 with me in Alaska um, as far as like concepting, like how we wanted the the physicals to look and how we were going to deliver that. And, right. Um, you know, shirt ideas and, and all of that stuff and throw Hell pillows. Yeah. Of course, uh, the pillows. throw pillar. You need to throw pillow. I think I texted texted him at like two in the morning was like, yo, do you think throw pillows are a good idea? Here's what they look like. <laughs> well, I mean, you started the you, before the album, you're like, okay, first we got these throw pillows. Now what can we make? How can we make the music no sound like a throw pillow? So I have a, uh, I have a sister <laughs> question building off that. Thank you, Griff. So this one is for Alaska. So um, we were enlightened to the fact um, by uh, the great Ray West about how, how OC, if you look at his discography, they, they're they all capsules of him working with one producer, knocking out a project and then moving forward. Um, whereas sometimes, you know, you get multiple producers, you want different flavors of different seasons on a record. Alaska, why do you think that your new working model has been the one producer, one um, MC album that goes back to your record with PJ Cats, that goes back to your words hurt stuff, yep. leads us into your cargo cult stuff, and now into human zoo. Why it do you think goes that's all the way back to Hangar 18? Mm. 
Oh, with Paul, okay. Yeah. So um, with, I, when y'all did Paul, y'all wouldn't have outside producers, or it'd be like one or two sprinkles. The first album was all Paul. The second album would have been all Paul. Right. Um, but Paul was like sort of transitioning out of rap at that time. Okay. So we brought some other people in. Um, I think if we went with the album that was all Paul, it would have been a better record. Yo, send me that one. I love that. Show. I don't have the majority Paul, of it anymore. Paul, shouts, Paul, if you're listening, you got that. You got that in your garage. Send us that shit. Thank no, real um, talk. L, L, somebody L, L got that on a hard drive. Somebody has it on a hard drive. Nah. Seriously. You no, know, no, no, no Paul's a, a historian. Somewhere. On a disc, on a, on a back of disc. Somebody yeah, got that on a disc. It's somewhere uh, on like a CDR or something. Mm. Um, so, but even like Crack Epidemic was me and my homeboy Kojo. Um, Words Hurt was me and Lang Vo. Cargo Cults was us, me and PJ mm-hmm. Katz. I just like working with one producer. I feel like it, it creates a more cohesive sound, at least for me. Like, I'm not good at, like, getting all this, all these different beats together. Like, I like sitting with somebody and creating a project in a world. Um, mm. You know, like, I'm, I've tried making beats and stuff like that. And, like, that's just, like, something – my brain doesn't really work in that world. Mm. So, like, if I'm pulling from all different – like, I know dope beats, but I think having somebody that's – been with you from the start to the finish of a project and understands like the sonic landscapes involved in in production and their production i think that really like sort of helps at least it helps me and i i think a lot of times it helps with pulling together sound and Mm. like the sound for a project like castro you're great at taking all different sounds and pulling them together to make like one record um and that's like a talent i wish i had but Unfortunately, sometimes, sometimes I'm I'm aided and um I will give instructions beforehand. That's what I've been doing yeah. more recently. Right. Back in the day, I would be like, I mean, if anybody grows weed, they can know like when you're on a pheno hunt. Yeah. And that's basically um growing a bunch of strains <laughs> trying to find something um unique. And so yeah, I, I this and I will tell you there's a, there's some wrestling going on. You're a cowboy yeah. with a lasso and you're trying to get some wild steers when you're trying to get stems. It it, it becomes a little arduous sometimes. Um. I don't know. Um, I, sounds like it could be a real pain done, in the ass. It, it, it's, yeah. there's, some, there's something to it, but I think I've only done one, right? With Smalls. One, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Is that hey, it? You, That's you, my you, only... well, me, me and you did a Brody EP. The Brody EP, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So like everything one and a half. Been, everything else has been patchworked. And then I mean, I've, 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 I've mostly done... I'm kind of split. I've, I've done compilation types with other producers and then one producer. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle with that. Right. Yeah, I, th- um, I think for, for me, like, I, I would rather focus on, like, pulling MCs that I haven't worked with before into the mm-hmm. mix. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's something I always try to do, like, whenever I'm working on a project, like, bring, not always, I guess, but a lot of times I'll try to bring in, like, somebody I've never worked with before, somebody that I admire what they're doing, mm. and just try to, like, build with value. I started doing that um, on Words Hurt, like when I did shit with uh, Rost, RFC, and yep. um, and Red fucking uh, Red Pill. Right. Well, it's like it's an embarrassment of riches, though. Sometimes, um, not to stay on it, like I, because I was thinking the other day, I was like, sometimes I have too many beats, I have too many producers yeah. that I yeah, can we, ask for yeah. stuff. I ran into you've that had that discussion. Yeah, it's a lot. Like you, really, you just well, have we'll a check lot this to though. choose from. But yeah. here's the inverse. So I want I want to hit what Alaska has just kind of tossed out there, working with newer mcs right yeah so having this one have you know me prem alex we're on the record right 
Wait, wait, Z. I'm sorry because yeah. I'm I'm doing time. Let's take a break and we'll come right back on that point. Oh, okay, cool. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back at the same co-op culture time. Brought to you by Animal Crackers. They still make them, still delicious. We'll be you're back. You're coming good with your rolling uh, sponsored by, like you did Cause Light, Wendy's. You're, you're rolling through. I did Wendy's. When Biggie died, they came out with Biggie fries. That's Is that a alert? That's ghost face line. It's a ghost face Wow. Line. Wow. That's on, on the Theodore unit. I never, I know yep. my own. Uh, hey, yo, when Biggie died, they Yeah, I've never sliced Biggie out fries. that little part to know oh, it oh. like that. It's funny because there's that, but I always think of uh, there was a regional Wendy's commercial out here with Ozzy Guillen. <laughs> oh, uh, when he was wow. the manager of the White Sox, but when he oh, played, played for the White when he Sox, played with fucking wow. Robert, Robert and, he, and then and it's and it's the 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 person waiting at the taking the orders at Wendy's is like, hey Ozzy, what can I get for you? And he goes, Biggie sides it. <laughs> Yo, <I'm gonna laughs> that was his only Ozzy uh, and Wendy's. Yo, no, we're playing no, that ad. I can't if see I can Biggie, find it. Biggie you and Wendy's it. without Biggie and Biggie size it. All right, we'll be right back. Call right, out. We'll back. Yeah, they, they don't have that one. Um, hey, what's up, Call Out Culture listeners? It's your boy, Jason Griff. I'm here today to tell you about my new album, Fireside Chats. I flipped a bunch of punk rock samples, made a bunch of dope beats out of them, got a bunch of dope rappers to rap on them. Everybody from Call Out Culture will be there. Zilla Rocca, Curly Castro, Alaska. Shit, Alaska's there twice. I got Alex Ludovico, I got Billy Woods, I got Juggernaut. Of course, my homie Scorsese is on it. And we got it available today at insubordinaterecords.com. You can get 10% off with the promo code CALLOUT. Fireside Chats, check it out. Peace. 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 Shablam, shablow. Are the four elements keeping you down? Do you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now, all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation. If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. Zilla Rocca and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me. When was the first time you fell in love with hip hop? <laughs> Call out culture brought to you by the Disney Plus release. Pete's drag on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rough a Riders joke. Disney release. Pete's <laughs> drag on. Off the clip. His joke. His joke alone. The high flying adventures <laughs> of Pete and drag on. Pete's drag on. All right. <laughs> So, uh, oh, shouts to Pete. If y'all keep encouraging him, he will not stop. I'm posting that picture at some point. Um, you guys will see the Pete's Dragon. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. Look, see, that's that's that Patreon crazy. exclusive right there. Yo, Pete's Dragon NFT. Yo, if if, if this was the mixtape era and that came out, Dragon would have done a mixtape called Peach Dragon when that movie hit. He would have done that shit and put on that piff. Shouts to Dragon. He would have done he would have done drag the magic dragon. Yeah. Well, the magic dragon. So anyway, um, 
So you're talking about working with, you know, newer MCs. And so I was saying you've had all of us in the mix on this record doing vocals and shit popping up, which is really cool. But why why was Fatboy, Sharif, and Love Ulysses, why were they thought of to be like, okay, like these are the dudes I'm going to go back and forth with? Um, I just think it's like both of those guys, like I heard Lou, the first time I heard uh, Love Ulysses or Lou was um, he just put this video out rapping over a cryptic beat. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, this kid is dope. Like I never fucking heard of him before and he murdered it. And I just went back through some other things and like I reached out to him and just started talking with him. Um, and I think Griffin sort of just thrown it out there, like sort of let's put him on a track. And mm. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then just, we got Animal Farm. I was like, let me get this kid up. Like, I just thought it was like the idea I had for it. I thought he'd be perfect for it. So I just wanted to bring him in. And, and Sharif is just somebody whose work I've admired for a while. Right. And I've wanted to do something with him. Um, Castro beat me to the punch. Sure. Um, yeah. I definitely like, I just thought he was dope. And I thought it might be good to see what happens with the two of us. Sharif's um, incredible. He just know, dropped a, a performance video. Uh, yeah, it's really good. 400. 400 pound porno cyborg. That's great. Also a great um, name. <laughs> yeah, so that was, you know, there, there was a couple other, um, I mean, like we did our song, which was going to be a feature. It just didn't work. And then Lifelong and I wrote something mm. and it just sort of didn't fit the record. Oh, that was, oh, I totally forgot that. It just, it didn't fit. Running. Like once we started getting it go, like once I like sort of finished recording all the principal vocals, I was like, this isn't gonna fit. Mm. So it's still something I definitely want to do, but um, you know, it was like this weird sci-fi story that just didn't fit in anywhere mm. with the record. Damn. Um, so you know, it's I just think it's like sometimes nice to bring in like outside blood, yeah, and and get get things going. And if I'm gonna do it, it's like I want it to be somebody that like impresses the hell out of me and makes me want to step up versus just like grabbing somebody. And, you know, like, I, I think it's always cool. Like as far as like getting people to do hooks and stuff. Right. Um, Griff and I talked about this on, on Dan's podcast, but early in the process, Griff was like, yo, you're, there's a, a part of you when you're rapping that your hooks and your verses can blend together. Um, and so I, I became very conscious of that. And I thought like having other people come in and do hooks would help like sort of like alleviate that problem where mm. I had something written where it was like, you know, sort of in the, in the same tone. Um, but then also like, I don't know if you know, like I sort of experimented a little more with hooks. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, throughout the record. So like that was all due to Jason Griff. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, that's me. I, you know, it's interesting too. Like I, I thought about that when I heard, when I was thinking about the, the unmixed unarranged version versus the finalized where it was, there was more, there was, there felt like there was more emphasis on the hooks. And then, you know, like I remember hearing the first cut of juice with Alex and I was like, Oh shit. You know, having them flip the, the BDP shit, which is, you know, flipping the, um, the past the Dutchie shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fire. And I was thinking like, I felt like that was like the high point of hooks on like the uh, first run at a record. Mm -hmm. And then when I got the finalized version back, you know, hearing you flip fucking CNN, bro, 
Yo, yeah, hello. You know, seeing it. That, but that Yo. was that was a little late. Like that was yeah. I didn't hear that for that, and I was like, oh, this hook doesn't work. And that like shit. I just basically on the spot was like, oh, let me do this. Yeah. So what was um? Let's dive. Let's dive deeper into that. We don't. Think what was that. what was the emphasis on hooks that Deep this dive. project got? What, what was um? Why was there such a good focus? Why was there um a good reach back? Um, you showed your um your knowledge of, of the craft. Like there's there's some old hip hop tropes and hooks that's going into things. There's some older songs that have been repurposed. Something that hip hop has been doing since the beginning of time. What was well, that about? And from and both of y'all can answer, please. Um, I mean. For me, like the the um the one that Alex did, the the Rod Digger hook, um, mm-hmm. flip mode, the Imperial. That was one of the first hooks I think we did, if I'm not mistaken, right, Griff? Because mm-hmm. that was like part of the first four tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I did it myself, and it didn't sound good at all. So I, I was just actually like, I went to pick up dinner for the family, and I was waiting for it to be ready, and I was listening to to um. XM in my car, and that shit came on. I was like, "Man, this is such Ooh. a good hook. I want to steal it." Yeah. And then, um, you know, like then, like I said, the CNN was like, I was just listening to a lot of Nori at the time, and I was working on that song, and I had another hook, and I was like, "This doesn't work." So let me repurpose this other hook that just has been stuck in my head, in general. But I think, like, you know, it was one of those things. Like Alex pointed out something that needed improving in mm. my craftsmanship. So like. Once that happens, I tend to like pay more attention to that. Mm. Like it, it becomes like, you know, like if you have like a, a twisted ankle when you're running, <laughs> you're going to pay more attention to the way you put that foot down right? when you're running. So I wanted to like, I think when writing the hooks like that became a priority. Was there anything production wise and hook wise that you were trying to marry there, Griff? Like um, as as the beat switches and things of that nature? sometimes yeah i think i mean if you go back to like adapt like i think that's kind of like alaska mentioned like the feedback that i had given him about the hooks Mm -hmm. um like adapt was kind of where that started because like the first time i listened to the demo of adapt that he sent me like i didn't know exactly where the hook started until i heard it repeated a second time later in the song and that's why so like so like on that song like i dropped the drums out during the hook and just have that clap going where it's like kind of like a fucking campfire sing-along or whatever yeah um some kumbaya shit um but uh so yeah i did a little bit of that you know like um like always try i always try to make the beat sound a little different during the hook like just to make make the beat do what the hook needs it to do so if Mm. it's make the beat more minimal minimalist or like add something else in or speed it up, slow it down, figuratively speaking, whatever, whatever's needed to make that hook be the hook and really pop and, and drive the song. Um, you know, uh, you do what you, you got to do to make it happen. Yeah, you know, what's, you know, it's interesting. Like, I remember, um, I, th- I think Alaska, the first time we we did anything was when I remixed the one words hurt joint. Yeah. Um, I hate, I love people. Yeah. I think it was that joint. And I... <laughs> I I didn't know you well enough yet, but I was like, well, you know, may, maybe he'll trust me on this one where it was the um, I love people. I'm trying to pull it up on my end and try to see if I can find a hook. But uh, you, I remember when I was remixing it, I, I forget how the hook goes in that song. It's like I love people, mm-hmm. but most people love dicks. Mm-hmm. 
uh, most people are dicks because I forgot exactly how it goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, sorry. So and it was basically like a, a every like every two bars I love people would repeat, and then it would right. just be like a long series of things about people. Okay, and so I remember when when I got the acapella from you, I'm like, I'm I'm of the, the school of thought where when I do hooks, it's got to be like mad simple. It's got to be like a clear cut separation from the verse. So it, like even like um um even like a even like Buster, you know, let me get down and just do my thing, baby. Watch me get down and just that doesn't even rhyme with shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like that's the hook where the verse is, you know, yo, yo, you know, it's a um, it's an Aesop rock trope. Right. Aesop will always go back very to simple hook sensibilities from the 80s mm-hmm. just to bring you back. B-boy shit. Doing a dance. Like I think of um, like uh, down, um, down from a hundred surplus to one. Down yeah, from you know what I'm saying, all of that yeah. shit he does. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So when I was getting to was when when I remixed I Love People, I like like minimized your hook because there was like mad ver- like mad rhymes in it, and I like yeah. I just chopped it down. I put in a nori part, or I, I think that's what I did. You did, and I, yeah. And I was like, "Yo, are you cool with me just like changing this hook around shit?" And you were like, "Oh yeah," but I I kind of cheated because I knew you like nori. I was like. Like I was like, m- maybe he'll be cool with me if I, you know what I mean? Like if I if I just kind of cut his shit down but put Nori in there, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, dope. And I was like, all right, dope. Yeah. Hey, hey, why you gotta hate so much? Fuck, fuck this shit up. What? Fuck it up. They say, hey, why you gotta hate so much? Fuck, fuck this shit up. What? Fuck it up. They say, hey, why you gotta hate so much? Fuck, fuck this shit up. What? Fuck it up. They say, hey. Why you gotta hate so much? Fuck, fuck this shit up, what? Fuck it up. Yo, you wanna see performance art? Create a fake Twitter feed and a tortured heart. And that this is the saucy part. I'm talking false alarms and office parks, lost dogs and Nazis. So I remember doing, <laughs> trying to be like as diplomatic as possible. But it's, I'm like, I remember when I interviewed Sean P, like, when, uh, when what's his name came out, Jesus Price Superstar. And he said that he was like, yo, he's like, if you listen to the first couple of Sean Pierre, like it's it's me rhyming and then like tech or steel does a hook or buckshot does a hook. You know what I mean? And he was and like Rockness comes in and does a hook. He was like, I I, I want to get better at like and, and you know, by that point he had been in the game what 10, 12 years. And yeah. so I remember him saying, and even then, like, I want to do my own hooks and stop having to rely on people to come through for me and just throw it in there. So it's 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 dope it's dope for you to put that in your brain like okay, this is gonna be the shit you know what I mean yeah. that I, I can I can hang my hat on. Yeah, I mean one of the things like when I was doing the music with Crack Everything with me and Kojo, like I would just go to his house and just drop verses, mm. just like verses after verses like you know like I'd write write like four verses to one song, and drop it and then he would just chop it all up, like and make like you know like four verses into like a, a two and a half minute song with a hook and he would just like take it he'd be like you know i would do like five different takes in different tones and he would just like frankenstein right. monster the shit together which was like so like since then i'm just sort of like it's one of the things about working with one producer too is like you have a trust that you're like that they're gonna make the project as best as possible as well nice and like you're gonna sort of like be able to talk honestly with each other like when griff was like you got work you know your hooks ain't 
ain't really where it's at. That's not how he said it. He <laughs> uh, I mean, much more yeah, that's a little, little like, more yo, dickhead. This shit is trash. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> to, you have to have a certain level of trust with somebody to say something like that. And I think you have that when you work with like a producer on a whole project. So I have a question for the gentleman. Considering that this this is like evidence of y'all work getting better as you as you moving forward, it's not plateauing. What do you feel about this renaissance? Like I definitely think this is a renaissance for um, Alaska. And then Griff, you've been doing this a long time. Now, like you know, you're hitting a good stride. What do y'all feel about this being like a, a, a renaissance? Um, your, your second act, if you will. I mean, I I'm enjoying it. I think it's great. Um, we uh, Alaska and I have talked about this a lot, and you know, one one theme that always kind of comes up is that once once you don't have any fucking time to do anything, like you really learn how to manage your time and prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, as I've as I've gotten older and matured, like my work ethic has gotten stronger and more focused. You know. Mm. Um, uh so so it's just about like capitalizing on uh you know just uh you know making sure if you're going to spend your time on this shit at this point in our lives like like making it making sure you're doing your your best fucking work yeah Uh, making it count and also and also just like you know it's just like fuck it like let's have fun and and the fun comes through you know um like we don't force it yeah you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think you know, like like Chris said, it's like if we're doing it now, like there's nothing that we need to concern ourselves with outside of making something that we love. Um, so mm-hmm. there's there's a freedom in that. Like there's no, I mean, you know, there's some financial obligations, but it's not like if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be homeless, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, if I don't get this tour, if I don't get this placement, if I don't bring in this audience, it's like we can make music just for ourselves. Right. Um, as far as more like me having a renaissance, I think it, it's more like for the first portion of my career, I was always in groups. So ah. I was a member of a group. And then when that ended, like, I, you know, when that ended, I sort of had to like pick myself up. I wasn't in a good place. Like, you know, physically, or, you know, I was drinking all the time, like, you know, just shit like that. Like, so I had to like figure out life first and then figure out how to be a solo artist. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, really like starting with cargo cults and, and this record, I really like figured it out. Like I figured out who I am, what mm-hmm. I want to talk about, what I want to be about, um, how to like sort of evolve in that space. Um, which is a lot more energy than it is when you're in a group, when you're in a group, you know, you only have to do that halfway. You don't have to like carry (laughs) the, you know, the whole sort of like vocal vert, uh, vocal vision. So I think it was just like really learning how to do that. And now I know how to do it. Fuck yeah. You got your reps in bro. Yeah. Yeah, I I think um, on the the other note I have on this record was um, (laughs) the, when you we talked about Animal Farm, did, did you not hear uh, the Tosh album when uh, your man Curly Castro did a Animal Farm song? 
You weren't you weren't listening to that one. You missed that one. Nope. I mean, I, I like I said, I listened to everything like once or twice, and I never go back to it. Clearly, you, you just yeah. never went back to Tosh. What uh, oh, one of my on the pole. And there's a video where Kelly yeah, Castro does the Animal Farm stuff. One legs good, two legs. One of my, that one, didn't, of my that didn't... one of my staples. It's actually the first song I did live off the record before it came out. Mm. Amazing. Hey, just and so you let me, you still there. let me put that out, even though I was biting. No, I only, I only bitched about it to Zilla. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I was, I was like, well, maybe it's like his version. The same way, like if me and Griff flip the same sample, or me and Smalls flip the same sample, what well, is how I'm gonna do it? No, there's 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 um wrecking crew lore if y'all know how to dig deep and find band camp pages that might or might not exist. There's three Jason Statham songs that all the three of us have that were in the crew. I never did a Jason Statham song, but I know what you're there's saying. There's a part two. I made a part two. What you you did something. You I never did a Jason Statham song. Huh? Well, dude, I think I'm on like, one that you you name something that and you put an old song that we didn't put out. I'm on it. Maybe two but. Jason Statham's songs, and then maybe a third. So just so yeah. you know, my next album is called Snowball and Napoleon. Well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. You're no the next cargo calls album is called Shrapnel. It's gonna be oh, crazy. Uh, <laughs> hey, look. That, that, you think you think we're gonna I'm spell bad. it with a K in the middle? Yo, no one's <laughs> doing it like this, kid. No, dude, all right. It's you think Sharpnel. I'm bad? You think I'm bad? Look, wait till yeah, let, let Prem catch a whiff of that. That's all I gotta say. Oh, you guys are fucking <laughs> all right, let's that was, that was one of my notes. I wrote animal farm dot 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 Tosh question mark. Look at the instigator, the host of the show and instigator. Look at that. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm being, I'm on my skip bay list right now. You're being, um, yeah, being messy. Um, okay. So, so Zillow, which one's better? Oh, good, good one, Griff. Get him. <laughs> Look, watch it. Watch I it. would oh, say, look at this, look at this. No, I'll, I'll keep it a buck. I would say to just play a song out loud and just fucking do whatever you're doing. I would say Animal Farm is better just because it's it's just a banging back and forth rap song, hand claps and a hook, a hook, all that shit. I would say for the heavy thematic parts of what Castro is doing on Tosh, plus there's a video element that like. Castro's thing is more of like a bigger piece, whereas like your guys is just like these two dudes spitting and this dude, you love you, Lissy's being like, yo, I'm coming for this guy's head. He's going to put me on a song. I'm coming for him. You know, what I mean, it's one of those like classic one upsmanship. So I think it really depends on like what what your headspace is and what you want to play, because Castro's version is like, yo, I'm just being real with you. <laughs> these are all my kids right here. I can't I can't say which one's my favorite. I'm just so, saying what. What environment? You guys have the better single, and he's got the better album cut. So you yeah, know, look I didn't say that. Depends didn't on what that. mood I'm in. Look, I didn't say that. I mean, that's Reckon just how I would have said what you. Reckon, but no, no, but, no, because it was it was a single for Castro. You didn't even know that it was a single. See, take that. Um, I mean, they ain't Castro, they they rock with you out here, man. These guys ain't holding you down. It's just me and you at the end of the day, baby. It's just me and you, like it's always been. I can't trust these dudes, man. They're funny. Yeah. They're the funny style out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, my best friend who has <laughs> individual text threads with other people on this call. All right. Let's keep it moving. I don't know what's going on. All right. You ready? So why, why don't we take a break? Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. This is a perfect take time a break. break. Air, air this out. There you go. It's brought to you we'll by. Be back. 
well, snowball two of us will be pastries. Back. Two of us will be back. The <laughs> Curl Out Culture Podcast with me and Curly Castro starting next week. The Animal Farm oh, Podcast. The Animal Farm Animal Travel Podcast. Podcast. Brought to you by Menon. That's a good one. Um, we'll be back. That's a good one. Thanks. Four legs good, good, two legs better. Best four legs good, good, two legs better. better. I might not be the goat, but I'm the dopest in the petted zoo. Rap motherfuckers are looking like Peter Pettigrew. Peter Parker Arachnid. Ray Quanta Ranch in the chamber. Back a rack of this rap shit. Cult horror classic. Piranha meets Anaconda. Swarm era Capadonna in the cat's pajamas. You should ask your mama and your cousin too. We could rap circles, rap yeah, your courses yeah. like a buzzer too. Uh, okay, local zoo trip with your Uncle Lou. Following the blood of local Rhyming to the sunk truth. Fuck it's new. Funky like the pouch of a mother brew. After that shit movie, Anthony Anderson drug us through. What a guy. Rap until I zap you with my bloody eye. Horn lizard king Mike Plum from the fucking sky. Yeah, just conquered El Toro. Your anamorph is a block fish in a sports cup. Four legs good, good, two legs better. 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 Okay, we the greatest duel since Mike and L. Rhyme a cypher around you like a dog trying to bite its tail. Hide the L's. Raps trying to catch them all. Especially licking tongue for licky licky. It's the saddest song. Hide the skippy in the jiff, please. That is all. Not to moan a poom, but you can get split in half with claws. In the belly, you're the beast with your dad and mom. Your other anamorph is a greasy target cattle. You're the apex predators. Perfect like a shark's is. All these remorse fish can feast upon the carcass. I can lose my limbs and regenerate like starfish. Boom, bap, dinosaurs get tossed into the tar piss. You know La Brea like. It's me and my A-likes You're the elephant in the room Been afraid of mice Emerge from a lifetime underground Like a cicada mite Me and Lou the new greatest duo since lice Four legs good, good Two legs better, better. Four legs good, good Two legs better, better Four legs good, good Two legs better, better. Four legs good, good Two legs better, better. Um, okay, so you said Alaska We're going to talk about some of our favorite rhymes Um College grad who could crab scratch and cabbage patch. Boom. That is the flyest shit. I, I actually, I wanted to, I've never asked you, um, can you crab scratch? I mean, I can, <laughs> but I wouldn't actually do it in public or like anywhere where I can be judged, but I can be like, look, 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 you know, okay. really shitty. Mm. Okay, awesome. cabbage patch. My cabbage patch game is nice. It's, it's spectacular. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all. No more music for the suckers, right? Yeah. That shit is hard. Can I do my favorite line? Do it. Um, Nowadays, there's a camera in the hands of every citizen. Big brother don't need microchips. He's got active participants. Mm. Everyone's a fed now. I thought Snowden Snowden told told you that. that. (laughs) It's Colgate out the tube, so let's assume that there's no going back. Mm. It's it's very very Bro, that active participants line, I was just like, oh, that's so fucking good. That's That's the shit. That's my shit too. Um, oh, my other part on uh, I forget the leading up to it. You said like my my favorite thing in the world was when Camus would say "little bitch." Oh yeah, and then, oh, then Griff drops the, um, the drop the floor shit on. Hold the floor. Bars, count oh, these bars. bars. Yep. My father perfect. still wish I had a county job. counting job. Yeah, county is it county or a oh, county? county. I, I thought it was a county. Okay. I thought it was a no, county. He, my dad's yeah. always to this day. My dad's like, I wish you guys took the civil service exam. <laughs> Yo, you, my dad that's working like for so, any type like, of government is fucking yo, hilarious. My dad, like every like every no, New Yorker's dream. My dad, like, God why rest you just his get soul. a job with the city. 
would always bring up, you know, the FBI is hiring, knowing that yeah, I wanted to have like... nothing to do with any law enforcement. They, they know they, they know me. My parents know me. Yeah. So it was like this running joke. And every time he would see me, he'd be like, so can't tell you, you know, the FBI is always, you know, they're <laughs> always actively recruiting. I said, what are you, you got to be a cop for that? like 10 years first. <clears throat> but he would jump me. We, no, he would never tell me to be a cop. He would never say, he would say the CIA and FBI would always bring them to us. He wants you to be a snitch. Well, yeah, I don't know. I was like, pops, <laughs> but it was the, fun, the the joke was, you know, like, give me a break. Like, that's the last thing you say to Castro is like, hey, man, CIA is hired. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so that, that reminded me of that line about your, your dad saying you want to get a county job. What what do your parents think of you now? Like going through the jokes era into the like, what what was their what was their view? <laughs> would you get a county job? Right. What yeah. what did he think when you're like, check it out? I'm a fucking white rapper. This is what I'm going to be on the road. <laughs> I'm going on the tour. next four years. I got, I got a wearing, deal. My, wearing my hat backwards. My, no, my, my hat tainted, a, tainted I mean, a, tilted a aggressively. Tilted right? a ghost. A ghost. My visor to the side. My, my visor's upside down and backwards. <laughs> right. What, what did your parents think when you had that conversation? Like, yo, like what, when it started and then when it ended, like how those combos go. Um, so the one that always stands out to me that, that cracks me up is that, um, when I got the, like, I signed the papers with Jux and I, I called my mom. I was like, I got the record deal. Like, I'm, I'm going to quit my job and go, I'm like, I'm going on tour in like two weeks. Right. I just put in my notice and she's like, what are you going to do for health insurance? Of course. <laughs> that was the first thing she said. To I'm me. like, I'm, Mom, I'm drinking eight beers a day. What hell is shirts? Yeah. One, I was like, one, I'm preserving myself from the inside out. Right. One glass half empty question. Yeah. Um, so, and then like my dad, I don't know, like he just was always sort of like, he never really said much about it. But then they came to a show at Irving Plaza mm. and they like brought their friends with them. And there was like <laughs> a, thousand, a thousand people there. Ooh, nice. us, so flexing like, on your mom and dad yeah was it wasn't it. like the time my cousin came out to a show and it was like them in the crowd <laughs> <laughs> this is what you spent all your time on alaska yeah, yeah. oh my god Love it, okay yeah. so then when when everything ended what was that what was that conversation like um it wasn't really much of one mm. it was just sort of like you know i just started working and it was like you know sort of around the same time that um, we were getting ready to have Eloise. Mm. So it was like conversations were more about that than right. Then the yeah. new LP album dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Son, I heard cancer for cure. He's on this Tell me about the full retard. All <laughs> <laughs> this shit like they do in the future. In the future. That's offensive. Uh, That's offensive. I'll tell you what your future is gonna be like. <laughs> it ain't gonna be pumping only this shit, shit. You're gonna be pumping. Yeah, and her mom was like, he's like, oh Morty, he's got his insurance back. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> because also we're all envisioning Alaska's parents as all in the family, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I oh, used yeah. to I used to work in uh I used to work Metal in lunch pail. and I would I would ride my bike home from work and every fucking night I would ride by the all in the family house. Jesus. Oh wow. Look at That's you. Crazy. Dude, I was nearly getting hit by cars because every time I'd look at it like an idiot riding my bike, be, oh my god, it's all in the family house. That's so cool. Wow. I, I wanted, families. I don't remember though, but help me out. I wanted, where was what's happening? Was that in Chicago? 
What's mm. happening? No, Family Matters was in Chicago. I don't know about what's happening. Right. Well, it was what's happening locally. Good question. Was that? Because mm, that West block Coast, they right? walked that, Oakland? by you mentioning. I that, that, yeah, I think that was like Oakland. They went LA. They went to West Coast. I think yeah, I think they were like in Oakland. Because like yo, for the longest, I didn't know Sanford and Son was in LA at all. I didn't know that either. Oh yes, they're right there. You just think because in the junkyard, you don't think yeah, they're in LA. I think Compton. Yeah, but wasn't what's happening like sort of like built off of a movie? Like, I thought there was a. Oh, they were in Watts. Ah, Look at that. There it is. See? Look at that. All That's day. East Coasters, yo. We're, we're blinded, man. We don't look at yeah. nothing. <laughs> we don't go past the Mason Dixon. We're like, hey, what's assholes, over there? bro. We do not look past. Oh, nah, we don't give a fuck. All right, here's, not, here's the thing. I'm, we I'm don't go past the Hudson, let alone the Mississippi. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. All right, here we go. Ready? So you say this on the song, Human Zoo. Where you get, you say like, uh, imagine if Obama did it. That's a hypocrite oh, take that, that idiots line. make. It shows you're fine with crime, unless it's someone you hate. Yeah. So that okay, that part is the bulk of conversations I've removed myself with from people the last four years. Because mm-hmm. on my part, I'm like, crime is fucking crime. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who's doing it. I don't give a fuck if they're. For peace, justice. I don't give a fuck if they're for Trump. I don't care who it is. That is a crime. Yeah. Right. So when you phrase it in there, saying like that's a hypocrite take that idiots make, I was like, mm. for the record, y'all, I have a way more nuanced view of crime. But I do too. I digress. Um, I mean, I, I just think it was more like a, to point out like those people are giving away their game immediately. Mm. You know they're they're telling you everything you need to know, right? Yeah, that's my whole thing. That's that's all. I like that line. Um, and then the um, who's on the intro of the Heaven Hell Nashville joint? Oh, that's um, Wiz Khalif. Khalifa or Wiz Khalif? Wiz Khalifa. Sorry, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> say, like, is there a new people? <laughs> no, no, because the way he said, he just said he's like Wiz Khalif. And I he was like, oh, like, it's like a middle aged dad would say. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa. You know, w- Wizard Khalifa. <laughs> that Wiz Khalifa guy you're What's listening guy? to it smokes those tweets. He's got that Steelers song, Black and Yellow. I love it. Can't it's get all it about that. No, it's the SpongeBob the song. All of this smoke. Yeah, the Batman it's in the Batman logo, smokes. the Batman Lego joint. Yeah. And then, yeah. it, and then the wife chimes in. Oh, don't worry. He knows Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoopy Dogg. Yeah. It's Snoop the Dog. I so love funny thing about my parents and rap, since you asked about it. Yes. Yes. Anytime, like anytime somebody dies, like a famous rapper dies, they'll send me the article. And be like, do you know them? <laughs> like, when, <laughs> like when my, Pop my, my Smoke dad. died. Pop Smoke. Do you know him? Yo, you my, yo, he's twenty yo, years old. Do you know yo, him? Yeah. You want you want to know something crazy? My mom worked with Pop Smoke's mother. Yeah, you told me. That. And of course. They had plans of linking us up of to course, do something. Yeah. I mean, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. But like, imagine me and Pop Smoke have being intro by our mothers. That'd be amazing. Oh my god! Oh, that'd I'm, be I'm amazing. Especially, when, that you were, like, especially when you were like, especially when you were like, I'm yeah, picturing hey, bro, the B boy picture with the hard, 
Mm. The hard arms crossed and the back to back. I'm picturing. Yeah, yeah. Pops me, a little bit bigger than Zilla. So because when you like, think of Pop Smoke, you think of me clearly. Pop yeah, Smoke definitely. and Zilla mm. are the new smiles and South South Star. Stars. South Stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's what That's quo. Oh, that was quo. Wow. Right, so no one's yo quo is. So I have a question. Quo. Speaking of lyrics, so yes. Alaska, there's a lot of continued themes running from the Cargo Colts project to this. Mm-hmm. So I ask you to be you know, honest as you can. Was there just more that you wanted to say in like remnants that you wanted to express coming from the Cargo Colts um, uh, capsule? Or is this pretty much how we're going to see how you expressing yourself from here on forward? Those um, themes will always be prevalent. I think they'll always be a little bit prevalent. Um, I think that it's just like, you know, writing during Cargo Cults and in this, there was like just a lot of like the same things going on in the world. Mm. Um, I think there was a bit more of a shift to like an introspective side on this record as well. That yeah, you are a, little, you're a lot Colts more personal. Yeah, you're a lot record. more personal. Um, so I think record. it's like, you know, just sort of like examining themes through different perspectives, I think is what you're going to see. But like, it's an eye on the world, I think more than anything when you're, you're writing stuff like this. So, um, but I'm, you know, I think on, on projects going forward, like perspectives might shift when talking about things um, like for the cargo cults record, we're already talking about like this, you know, sort of it being more like of an uplifting record than a cynical and angry record. But, you know, it's still, some of these topics might be touched upon, but mm. from a different like way of looking at it. Yeah. My, my theory for this record compa- compared to cargo cults was, and I, I might've said it to all three of you guys or two or three who or one, one third was that, Cargo Colts is a Trump era record. Yeah. And then this is a post Trump era record where it's like Cargo this is a Colts COVID is, record too. Oh, it's a COVID record too. And because it's more of like it's it's more about um the first so Nihilist Millennial is like everyone's fucking insane because of this Cheeto Jesus fucking with people every day and everyone's showing their ass and getting worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. about how much they're gonna show their ass. Whereas this one's like, we're okay. What are you going to do now that that's over? Are you still going to keep shoveling coal into that fire? Okay. If you are, you're getting dealt with, but then also I'm glad how you brought up the COVID point. It's like, it's a lot of solitude in it where, okay, Trump's gone. I'm locked in my house. I got to deal with me. I don't Mm -hmm. have Trump to fucking annoy me every day for four years where me and all my friends and people I hate and love, we could all just talk about this fucking person. We're not talking about ourselves when we're talking about Trump every day during his regime. We're talking about the other side, right? This one's more like, like Castro pointed out, like this one's more introspective. So I'm, I'm glad you made that distinction. Cool. I made a good point. No one has anything to say. Great. Good stuff. Dynamite <laughs> oh, dropping, good. gang. Good Shablau. Shablau. Uh, all right. All right. And we ask we some, no, we have questions. questions. We do. Shouts to the, the listeners. All right. Y'all ready? Put your, yeah, um, what, are they, what are they saying in kindergarten? Put your thinking caps on. Mm. Okay. And now I would put an imaginary cap on my head. Very, very manipulative school. All right. Um, from Not Forgotten, let me just start off with this. Were there any additional features, guest appearances you hope to get on the album that did not work out? Yeah. Yes, there was one. Griff. There was Griff's, one. 
Griff says, ah, I'm triggered. That was, but there was one. Yeah. There was one. Yeah, I don't have to say who, but um, how triggered, how close was it to happening? And um, it was very close. The, the problem was it was a short timeline. Okay. Um, so short, we were almost no. done with the record, like basically, like we needed it within like two weeks. Um, okay. So we were talking with Al. Oh, El Nino. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, it just didn't work out time wise for when when the album needed to be done and what he had going on in his world. So, keep an eye out for that in the future, though. Hopefully, Mm. that yeah, that's the only one that didn't come through, unfortunately. But it was it was more our fault for being like super short notice with it. I mean, no, sometimes those things come together that way, but it, it was good yeah. to make a college try. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Not a question, but Alaska and Prem equals dope. Y'all should do an album together like a Blade Runner, Blood Meridian type John. Oh, Blood Meridian. Fucking great okay. movie. I've, right. heard, I've heard that a few times. Well, like in recent weeks. Prem is really good at coming in. Like when you add him as a hook guy, yeah. he really is like part of the song. He doesn't yeah. just come off as just the, the hook extras. So that, that came yeah. off pretty good. So uh, I, th- I think it was like this and then the, um, the shrapnel song we all did together. Um, the Broken Hand Style John. Yeah. You know that one from Steel Yeah. Station? Like, yes. I, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, not like people are banging down the door, but a few people are like, your voices sound good together. All I think right. Dan might have said it too, right? When we were on his shit the other day, Griff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ain't taking my trap, my partner. So might, yeah, be, not, might be here to. in Alaska on the Baron General's album. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, mm. that, there's work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's space, Alaska, because I ain't on it. So, uh, mm. next question. Um, wow. Did you visit any real zoos for lyrical inspiration? <laughs> Griff, did you? Um, well, I didn't write any lyrics. No. Um, um, but I did. I, I did go to the zoo during the creation of this album, and okay. we actually went. It was my family, and um, and Shell's wife and kids. Oh, so, nice. So during nice. during this That's album awesome. process, a zoo visit did happen, and it did happen in a very with a group of very close friends and family. So that is relevant to the music uh endeavor boom look look at that tried to come with a little funny question and it was actually yeah, relevant. she was Dang. mad real yeah, yeah it was hella yeah. fun too although the um uh there were no tigers at the time no so, they're always sleeping um, tigers were so, no the tiger the exhibit zoo, was being renovated so they were moved uh, to a different zoo during that time um dicks and uh, it was lincoln park zoo in chicago which is free so like you really can't trip if like your favorite animal's not there um mm. Yeah, but uh, I definitely won. Twenty-five uh, percent of my kids were very upset about that. Possibly fifty percent. Mm. So. For anybody that doesn't know, um, Griff's kids, you can break them down into four, like quadrants. That's usually how it's scored: twenty-five, <laughs> fifty, seventy-five, one hundred. How was that's how the Lincoln, math works at the Lincoln Park Zoo? You guys, did you guys see Mike Shinoda? Or he was he was, was Mike Shinoda. <laughs> I did. Oh I did God. walk around. I'm so depressed. I, I rap like guru, but I sound I like wait, a mess. Wait, wait, I'm 50 stop, times stop, platinum. Stop, I'm still fucking every, wet. Every stop, line stop. to remember from Chicago, the name. and that's the that's the park they named after, or is that no? No, they're oh, not. Okay. I don't think they're from Chicago. No, they're no, not. Aren't from they Chicago. from like? See, you're messing with me. I I don't don't whack whack metal bands from Chicago are disturbed and clutch. 
Disturbed. Down with the sickness. You going to tell me disturbed is good, Castro? <laughs> no, disturbed is not good. Upon further Wait, what, investigation. Who, who, was, who was the band that had let the bodies hit the floor? That was Drowning Pool. Drowning oh, Pool. That we was my shit. That was my guy. No, Wait, oh, wasn't no, Drowning Pool the, the ones that had like the makeup of bullet holes in their head? I think that was them. Mm, they didn't no, have hats on. Puddle of mud. Yeah, of yeah. You you were always bringing up puddle of mud. You were a puddle of mud day one, bro. Hold up, puddle of mud. Executive produced by Aaron Lewis, Fred Durst. Oh, that's why he really? had to wear the hat on. Yeah, but he was so much better at this this thing they were creating than he was because I like his little raps. Yeah, boy. he didn't rap. No, puddle. He didn't rap. Puddle he kind of sung they, rap, didn't he? No, they were they were straight up Nirvana biting it. They bit. Yeah, everything no, Nirvana. that was it. Was a major fail for Fred Durst. Wait, but it wasn't was like, he? She fucking hates me. Yeah, that's them. She, okay. but that's the most Nirvana. F- yeah, no, because like Fred Durst went all in on like promoting them, she and like they sounded it. nothing like, oh, like yeah. Limp Bizkit. So like his fans were just like, "The fuck is this sad boy?" Yeah, because they were yeah, opening song for them. that was they big. was the run with them. Yeah, Papa Roach, the, the rapper, was better. Oh, oh they had that song better. Blurry. I like that song. Everything's a blurry, nothing. Matters. No, actually, was, on was Alien Ant Farm, he was the. They were hard. Rapper. I like I like the alien F form. Their cover of Annie. Smooth Criminal is amazing. That was Annie, are you I, would, okay? I would listen are you to okay? that. Annie, are you okay? I, would, I listen to that over the Michael Jackson version. That's, That's so cool. ill because it's like they didn't do anything. He was always you like this in the video. No, Annie, they just put distorted okay? guitar. Okay. And they had okay, the, 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 yeah, the, the wrestling ring different. in the front yard. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure y'all awesome. would know that more. But to me, I was like, they didn't do anything. When I first heard, I was like, they didn't do anything. But it was I remember, but you know what? I was talking to one of my boys about it, and he go, I go. Uh, it was back when it came out. I'm like, Michael Jackson's version is better. And he goes, Michael Jackson didn't write that either. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, all right. Fair point. Wow. So can we, much, can we agree much... that um, the Atari's version of Boys of Summer is way better than Donald? Hell yes. Well, it's yeah. a great cover. <laughs> but how, much they ha- how much? I always wanted this question. So how much did they pay for that? Like, How much did they pay to do that cover? Or can a cover is like usually of... free because you're, you're just giving away the rights to the songwriter. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so like, were, like you make no money. Major, off so they made no money off that song. Soul. They just yeah, got so. the um pro the promo and the the fame. Yeah, like like you, yeah. you just get to do that. You make you make the show money in the CD sale, but like that song, you don't own shit off that cover. Got you. Sinead O'Connor, you like get, Prince. Get, Prince made all the money the, off of uh. You get the nothing performance royalties, but not yeah. the, right. the writing royalties. Yeah, correct. But the but the damage is done. Like everybody was you know jamming that song out. You know they were. Yeah, but but I mean, if they didn't do that song, they'd be getting a hundred percent of zero. Right, right, pretty much because they never did anything Dude. else, yeah. Right? No. no, right, yo. The the one puddle of mud joint, blurry, actually, yeah, I, I kind of like that song. That joint's got 91 million plays. So, you're telling you, they, they wow. 91 million incredible plays. group. He's the he's the way his his back, incredible though. I don't know. Yeah. Earth tone. yeah, you know what's weird he about him? Wear, he would he wear looked wear like he looked like a fucking. Like he looked like like blonde hair like Tin Lincecum. He was the first dude to have like the yeah. long hair with the yeah. fitted hat on. You know what I mean? Well, and it was like bullshit. green and brown. I was like, I see you, man. I see it. The Earth tones. The Earth see tones. It, you are. Let me see. I, I used to love those guys, man. You're crazy, y'all. Y'all, y'all wouldn't. Oh, Puddle man. of mud. All right. Um. Let's see. Okay. Got another question. Okay. How did you envision? envision the album during its inception and in what ways for better or worse did the end result differ yes good question um alaska you want to you want to take a dive at that 
Um, yeah, I think, I don't know if I had a vision of it early on, but I think like after the first four songs, um, I thought it was just going to be like, sort of like a hyper underground record. Um, so I think we kind of hit that. I could say yes. It is a hyper yeah. underground record. That's a good description. Um, you know, like I, I think I was telling Gary that I was listening to a lot of like um, Papa Large. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that like those first four songs, like you hear a lot of that in there. So then, you listen to UMCs or Papa Large? Song? Just Papa Large, that song gotcha. over and over gotcha. again. Yeah, that would um, do something to you. And then like the, and it was like, so it was like Evil Men, um, Poison Pill and Juice were the first three songs. Mm. So they all kind of have like that style of writing, I think. And, and, uh, and uh, Petty, of... Petty King was up in... Uh, yeah, oh, Petty King was the bet, fourth yeah. one where I was like, I should do something interesting. It's weird ruling a kingdom built on regret. That's the tyranny of a petty king. Yeah. There's a loneliness and timelessness I make these songs cause how else will I know why I exist If no man is an island then why am I a nihilist I guess I'm in denial on some infantile child shit Every round's a tribal loom Tribalism style do my own secret asylum that the silence consumes The mileage tends to vary with these marionette strings That seep into my memory for more than my bed springs Yeah, they got me living in Herman's head A permeated version of the night of the living dead Look into my lineage and search for the best cases It's untreated depression and I guess it's the press wages, a beautiful mess No pharmaceuticals, just a bunch of raging alcoholics And I'm all in the stress My parents are adult children, appearances are everything It's all parenthetical and that makes me the petty king I sit here ruling from a throne made of bones Based off of those four songs, I think like those are the four models throughout the album So I don't know if there was a vision there, but I think oh, that... But did you get to the, to the satisfactory level, uh, girl, to where? you kind of envision what the record was going to be and then when y'all were done, how close was it that, to that? Vision? I think what... Um, no, sorry, you go ahead, sorry. no, you go ahead, sir. I was just going to say, like, I think the way I felt and I think that we might have both felt when we had those first four songs done was like, this is something pretty special. And I feel the same way now that the record's done. So I think on that aspect of it, like the thing that we created maintained the feel that it gave us all the way nope. throughout. Mm. Oh. What do you think, Griff? Um, totally agree. Um, I think you know, maybe I might have dove I could have possibly dove into the the nitty-gritty of the beats a little bit more and like maybe thrown a few more beat switches in there and stuff, because um, you know, I did some of that and was having fun with that, but um uh, you know, the, you get, you guys know, like you just get to a point where they're with a song where you're just fucking around with it and you're just like, mm -hmm. okay, now I got to finish this. So, um, maybe I had to hit the finish line a little earlier than, uh, um, uh, than I wanted to on some of them, but, um, either way, uh, the excitement that I had when we started making it and the excitement that I had when we finished making it is the same level, mm. if not higher at the end. So you know? that's dope. That's always dope. You know, That's I great. started off excited to do it and I finished excited to do it. At no point did it feel like a chore, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's dope. Um, so, any more questions, my man? I no, I think ones. that's that's all the questions. Some of them um, were just complimentary. Well, that's uh, fucking cool. 
Favorite song, Zilla? Favorite song on the project? Uh, it's tied between. I mean, come I, on, I mean, on, I've heard Petty King the most because I remixed it, and it's dark as fuck. And so I like that song. Um, I think the, I think the the title cut. It's just like the way it's outside of hearing all of our voices, like in specific spots. I just think like each part makes me want to hear the next four bars. You know Form what I mean? Like, a title cut because they changed the name to rules for the humans. It used well, to actually, it's the opposite. We have oh. the title for the song. And when we were talking about album titles, like I think we I don't even remember what we had as the working title. We had a couple different ideas, but then. Once we started getting close to the finish line, we were like, what should we call it? And we kicked around rules to the human zoo. And then we were just like, why don't we just call it human zoo? There's rules to the human zoo, at least that's how I understand it. Everybody's died, I can't if father were the son of man. Holly in the hierarchies, high rises and heart disease. You wanna be free, then you need to buy private property. Hey, yo, there's rules to the human zoo, you need to feel complete. It goes wake, work, eat, sleep, TV, and repeat. Someone's always watching, and all politics are local. Populists are full of shit, and cops still using chokeholds. Insecure people tend to be the most boastful. You wanna find success, ditch them pocket watch it broke dudes there's rules to the human zoo you need to feel complete it goes wake work eat sleep tv and repeat now there's a camera in the hands of every citizen big brother don't even know it's funny because you know typically you would learn about the rules to something at the beginning but on the mm-hmm. album it's like the third so was the end. song yeah right yeah i also yeah, thought I, we should call our group human zoo as well just to pull like the <laughs> the trifecta <laughs> <laughs> album is human zoo the group Jason Griffin 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 Alaska, Alaska, our, human zoo, our, our self-titled album human zoo put it this way yeah i feel right. i feel attacked i feel attacked put it this way i i, I think um <laughs> okay i i think okay i think extremely online like the beat switch is fucking crazy and then talking about broke ass online panhandling people. I mean, that's something that's always topical. That's always topical. Um, I think the beat for juice is my favorite actual just beat. Like I just put that shit on just to fucking bang out in the whip. And then obviously hearing Alex come through kicking that shit. Um, I just think I think human zoo is like my favorite like cut because it kind of sums up everything. It sums up everything about Alaska's career. And then the last four or five years of, of surviving and writing shit. And then it has like the the heaviness in a griff beat to keep you plugged in. It's just really an interesting song. Like it's two minutes long, but it, there's so much happening in those two minutes. It's really fucking cool. So those are my shits right there. Uh, Castro, what are your favorites, motherfucker? Why are you asking me that, man? Making um, it it's, it's it's singular. I mean, I love the whole project, but Perfect Tense is my absolute Ooh. favorite song. Uh, like, just, just hands down how it starts, beat, with, you know, how Alaska's style and all that. That's just, I listen to that song first. I'll do that sometimes when I, um you know, yeah, particularly y'all records. Like, the curious thing is, like, with Zilla's last record, 
because I like the feeling of Five Dollar Guy first, and it's the first record, so I always listen to that first. But when I listen to you, I go to Perfect Ten. I go back to the college try, throw a Molotov, making dollars and making too much sense, makes me wanna holler. Trapped in Perfect tense. If I don't look good, you don't look good. If you don't look good, I don't look good. If we don't look good, yeah, they don't look good. If they don't look good, yeah, yeah, yeah. This nihilist became an anarchist and used to hide my insecurities by puffing cannabis alone in my dorm, bumping Morrissey and Paris. This distortion, this data got me laughing. I'm hilarious. Home private Idaho is vibrant on a lighter note. I like to self-diagnose while sipping on a diet coke. Yo, the only rapper looking like Sipper is my favorite rap moment. Is Camus saying, "Little bitch, yo, count these bars, count these bars." My father still wish I got a county job. A first gen college. I mean, Perfect Sense would totally could also totally work as the first song on an album. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Sense. But I like where it's at. It's like um. And you know, you know, perfect. You probably heard the original version. Lower third. It's, it's like four minutes long. Um, most yes. definitely, I probably have. Yep. Yeah. 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 I cut it down, but it's in the lower third, right, of the record, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. Nine. Towards the end. Yeah. Okay. Nine. It's one of those. Whenever I listen to the record, it's like I'm always like, all right, there's only three songs, and then I remember that that track comes on, I get really excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got. Uh, I always get juiced for, and I even though I did it, and not even being egotistical, but like that beat switch is like one shit. of my proudest moments. Yeah, uh, crazy. Beats. Like, like Alaska and I had lengthy conversations about how long it should be. Yeah, I'm like you know, it could just run the rest of the song as the mm. fucking Camus beat, and then we're no, like, was, like oh. we were like, we were like, then it's like. Where's the line between like biting and paying tribute? And, right. like, you mean biting and interpolations? What do you want to yeah. do? The thin line between <laughs> sampling and interpolations, oh, paying cool. homage, paying tribute. I just love when people. I just remember when I started seeing interpolate a lot on Puffy Records. Just funny yeah. to me. That shit is hard. <laughs> Interpolating. Yeah, it's funny to me. Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap it up with this last question. Let's, Castro, did you have anything else? I'm sorry, I didn't want to. Cut no, we could wrap. Wait, um, Alaska, what's your, Alaska, what's your favorite song? Oh, we my weren't... favorite song is No More Music for the Suckers. That song okay. is like, No More Music. Stays in my head. Yeah, this beats crazy. First joint. first joint, good first, good first track. So, first yeah, track. yeah, um, well, uh, fun fact for the listeners, um, the last joint. Oh, Scorsese was mm-hmm. gonna be the intro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just gonna be Shells was gonna do the intro. Um, and like so, like that verse that he kicks on that—that that was like his first draft that he sent Damn. us. Like, what do you guys think of this? Yeah, and like literally, so like he passed on a Thursday. On that Monday prior to him passing, him and I had a lengthy conversation about on the phone about like a lot of music shit. But like one of mm. the things that came up as had been coming up is he was like, "Yo, what do you want me to do for that for that beat for your you and Alaska's project?" And I just kept saying, "Yo, we got time. Mm. Like you can you can you can you can wait on that because we don't really have like the full concept of the album put right, together right. yet. So I'm like, I think we should finish the album or at least get like." 70% of the way through and then you listen to the album and then write the intro so Fire. it fits the theme to the best of the abilities um, so yeah. that's a real so, so there's a downer for you to, to, well, that's, to wrap that, well, actually, no, that's I, just... no honestly that, that's where I was going with it because I feel like the best album closers could also be the album opener yes. uh, and I think okay. I think Oda Scorsese 
you saying it could have it was intended to open the album makes a lot of fucking sense just in terms of like production um <clears throat> and then hearing him bar out on the on the audio you know the the voice recording on on his phone which we ended up using you know when we did the Ode to Raekwon joint you know he was he was just I just never dealt with someone that when you gave him an assignment, it wasn't like this fucking five month turnaround check in seven times with a motherfucker. Like I, I shout to some of my closest friends. We, we all feel we're all guilty of that shit. He mm-hmm. was never guilty of that. And it's, it's pretty impressive when I hear him doing his style and what he's kicking in there. Some of it's like, I can't make out sometimes and other parts I catch right away. But so it's like the, every time it's I played the, it, the earthiness of but it's the natural evolution of the right. songs you said it so look it, it was supposed to be an intro his yeah. verse it ends up being the outro um our spirit be you know he passes on to the next plane you mm. write a verse that you wouldn't have had you wouldn't have wrote if he right. didn't pass yeah. on it goes in front of his verse that he had mm. already written and as anybody that just worked with shells knew that was draft one it was maybe four more to come Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, but because that one is frozen in time, that's the one we end up using. Right. It ends the album in a very poetic and very tri- um, tributary way. It's that's a great way, you know, to send off our friend and to have more wax and more magnetic tape put to his memory. Yeah. So yep. I I just love the evolution of songs. Like I um old joint. I had a song supposed to have like four MCs on it. I couldn't get the four MCs. Ended up being me and this one MC. We end up having to split the bar work and. Ends up being the better version of it, but I, in my mind, I always remember that first one. So, um, I'll tip my hat to y'all with this song because it is a little emotionally, it's wrenching, but how it came yeah. to be was so organic and natural, and just shows the gift that he was to us and the gift that we try to give back to him when we when we do work with him in mind and reverence of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, I wanted to take a little short time to send our um, energy and our wishes. Michael K. Williams passed. Mm-hmm. today um mm-hmm. you'll hear this when you hear this episode it'll be a week past but he passed suddenly today and just just want to give a you know just a, a shout out or, i mean shout out sounds so trivial but it's true because we mean it with hip-hop just want to give an energy up to this auteur he was just excellent at his craft which we saw late in his performance life because he was definitely mm-hmm. an ac- accomplished dancer Mm. Um, with choreograph and he was in stuff that you don't you don't look back until you remember you look back and you remember. So this is this was also his second act. So I, I just wanted to give praise to him because I brought up second act in terms of um y'all two in this project. And I think it's just important to you know we just the, the phrase is cliche to give the flowers, but I think he was very much well respected, very much well loved, and um and he'll be missed. That's a sad and we're losing a lot of our, our tours. We're losing a lot of yeah. our our creatives so i'm just like yo cherish the season that we have these people i feel like i'm happy that i was alive during michael k williams run i was alive when jordan was playing basketball all of these things like i'm trying mm-hmm. to cherish that i was yeah. here for this phase you know um and so just salute to that man and his family and you know my prayers go out yeah for real man yeah and i, I want to just kind of wrap up then um for shells and this record and subordinate Alaska, like Alaska is the only person here that I got to meet shells, right? In the flesh. Out of us, yeah, in the flesh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think it's really ill that you, you put the song on there 
as the closer. Like I said, you were able to find the voice recording of Shells to have on the record. Like, you know, he, like I said, he's on my record. He's on this record. He's on Steel's Kitchen. He's got his own records coming out when subordinate. Um, it's it's amazing. And I, I think what what I'm getting at is one of the questions I think, Castro, you asked earlier about, you know, the this, this second act for Alaska and, and then Griff kind of like clipping, you know, peeking at this stage that they're doing it a long time. is like Shells did it a long time. Yeah. And yep. he was on that upswing just like the rest of us. And I, and I think what's ill is like we're lucky enough because he was working all the time, even in the midst of COVID, having a family, everything, everything we're all juggling. You know what I mean? Everything everyone's dealing with, he would dealt with it too. And he he maximized that shit. Like, this is not like, oh, this is the last thing we have ever had of him. This is it. Here it is on Humans that we got nothing else. It's like there's some shit stacked up, which is really cool. And so I just want to urge people if they, if they can, if you're a creative person, you're working, you know what I mean? You're doing some shit. Maybe you're stuck on something. Maybe you're in your own head a lot, but we really don't know, man. We don't, <laughs> we, we don't know when this is going to be the last one, truly. Yeah. And so someone like Shells, I think all of us really dedicated this year to him and it has used him as an inspiration I know me and Cash have had a lot of talks about that. Um, just like, you know, what what would he do in this situation? Or like me and yeah, Griffin. Our, our me productivity Griffin. is yes. a direct result yeah. of what would shells do. Um, when you're getting tired, when you want to put something down, when you're not inspired, we would always come with the, you know, I know that sometimes that's the corny, the WW, right. such and such D, but that's that would give us a battery in our back. Like, you know, shells wouldn't take this excuse for granted. He wouldn't. You know, I to me, I, I was waiting on verses for a whole year from my new record in mm. some cases. And so, like, you know, his example of patience and dedication to craft is just is running through all of our veins right now. Right. Yeah. And, um, definitely. Definitely. His spirit is like powering all of us through. Right. Most and, and so so I just I just want to close on that point that he him him being him being a part of insubordinate and partnering with Griff even though he's not here for this record, he's on this record and through Griff, he is a part of this record. You know what I mean? Cause he is insubordinate. And that's why I asked yeah. like, what it's like to work for Griff to be the connective piece between him, uh, Alex and Alaska and then Alaska meeting him and doing, you know, doing a video and hanging out and talking about on the song, which is beautiful. A lot of connective tissue. It's just really ill. Tissue. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. for, for us to, for us to keep doing the show and, you know, people to find us through him that are fans of ours through shells specifically or fireside chats or whatever else we got going on. It's like, it, it means a lot to all of us because I, I don't want to be redundant, but he's not here, but he's not like, Oh damn, where is shells anymore? I just feel like it's, I don't feel like we're, we're ever going to ha have that point between any of us. You know what I mean? Where it's like, Oh dang! Remember, remember that guy? It's like nah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's really not gonna. I can't, I can't picture that. So that's nah. all I wanted to say, man. God bless him and his family. It was good, good words, son. Good words. Yeah. He will always be present. Always. All right, gentlemen. Thank y'all for joining us, Alaska. You Bye. have to be here, so ain't much thanks to you. Uh, thank you, thank Chris. Alaska. Thank for, you for uh, having uh, me. It's always a pleasure joining us. Thank you both for for um, blessing all of our hip hop ears with another great project.
Yes. Really, really well done. So, uh, you know, I could be redundant and superfluous, but it was really well done. Y'all did a great job. Thank he you. Whooped, he whooped cargo Colts ass. And, I mean, uh, you know, we talked about it. I definitely said standing on the shoulders of cargo Colts, but yeah. however you want to word it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the L. I think they're, they're nice companion pieces. There that, you go. So that to the listeners, that means go buy both. Mm. Yes. We still have digital sales of Cargo Colts. I think we sold one the other yeah, day. So yeah, people we did. Are still, yeah, people are still cranking with it. So keep it yeah. up, gentlemen and ladies. And we yes. appreciate y'all. Wrecking crew forever. Check that Car- that Griff tape 40. There's some shit on there I've been you fucking going back to, man. Yeah. Tape tape tape. Tape. With Go the mug. Check that steals kids. Have, have, have a root beer float on Griff. <laughs> we still have CDs. Celebration, um, bitches. We still have uh, vinyl with the magnetic seal mm. of uh, Steel's Kitchen, and we still have jewel cases. We still have we have CDs. We don't have vinyl. CDs, right? We don't yeah, have the we vinyl. Have vinyl. Uh, I vinyl. meant the um, I meant the the, the case, the vinyl case, the linen yeah, joints, yeah, yeah, yeah. the linen nice. joint, linen magnetic snap. Yes. Um, we got Vegas Vic vinyl True. still available. True. Still on order. We still waiting on that, and you got CDs and tapes. Mm. All right. We are. Uh, we out here. So. Uh, oh yeah. I got my album coming out at the end of this month. Ooh. Yes. Um, I've heard it. It's great. Thank it's, you. I might have it's a, a hand in piece, it. Man. We may all have a hand in it. Yeah, yeah I want it. Just to find out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't want to. No spoilers. No, nah, everybody's getting the. It's a meteor drop. Nothing beforehand. Everything's dropping the same day. Like So that's when they'll hear. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, that's on the September 30th. Little Robert Hutton on Backwood Studio will be dropping, and might that's be, what we got for you. Yeah, there might we be just, there might be something a couple days before that too, something different. Something uh, else. Sure, there you go. Okay, so hold on, fine. hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. Right. We are well, Call Out Culture. Follow us mm-hmm. on Twitter, Instagram. Go leave a comment on the YouTube. Apple Music. Go on Let's YouTube. see if we've got any comments lately. Oh, real quick, yes, yeah, we we'll check that real quick. We were making we, the time. But we we are very appreciative of all y'all support, Patreon supporters. Which y'all with a new y'all got a new. Our Patreon supporters are, are doing a fantasy football league with us too. How about that? Look at that! Nice. I had a draft today. The one fantasy football league I still do, only because only because I want to see my old friends. Ah, that's Not the best. I actually that's watch I football anymore. I walked yeah, in with I walked in with zero research. Like I I just did all that shit on the fly. But I do know that. Um, I had the second pick and I got Christian McCaffrey and I know that's pretty fucking absurd. So that happened. Don't even know who he is, but shouts to yeah, Christian these, McCaffrey. These are like, this is like it's Ed, here, here you go. Here you go. It's Ed, Ed McCaffrey's, Ed McCaffrey's son? son. Get yes. the fuck out of here. But he, wow. does not wear, he does not wear a breathe right strip, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, Ed, McCaffrey Ed McCaffrey from the Giants? Broncos. 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 Easy Ed. Wow. Was thinking it of Mark McCaffrey? Mm. All right. Did you find it? You find any yeah, problem? I did. I think the most recent one we got was from July 16th. I might have read that one. Mm, I yeah. read that I'll one. read it again just to be safe. Okay. Best rap podcast in the game. Mm. I listen to a good amount of rap podcasts, and this is the best. We are. There are one or two I never skip uh, an episode of. I think uh, the main reason is because they're all rappers themselves, and the perspective is beyond what a fan would ask or talk about. Tom Although, of course, they're fans of rap. Shout out to oh. Jersey Lightning for the uh, the fine comments. Oh, shout out to Jersey. It's my man right so, there. I think we read that one, but yeah, we we are better than the fans. Clearly, 
That's why you're listening <laughs> to us. Not some fucking dickheads at their house. Yeah. You know, it, like, I think J. Cole is the best, actually. J. Cole is We don't have a whole one. bunch of hip-hop paraphernalia <laughs> and ephemera behind us and some elaborate shelving. That's where we are. We're the, we're the first rap pod to never talk about J. Cole in the history of fucking Buck. <laughs> he's, he's not getting an episode. Fuck out of here. No. I, uh, I recently did a, a non-rap pod um, mm. where they asked me, like, what new rappers I like. And I talked about Kendrick for a while. Um, he's been like 12 years. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like the, the he's newer like new era, you know, like, right. Not I mean, because sure like hat. we got, you know, you know, post 2010. OK, take, yeah, you know? sure. like, sure. fair enough. like, because um, I mean, you know, new rappers can all be a flash in the pan, like new era. Like you have to like we got to talk like three albums before, before okay. we talk about like legacy you know so whatever i talk about kendrick for a while um i talk about run the jewels um and then they 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 get to like what they want to know like what do you think about j cole ew and i'm just like what is wrong with you i mean he's fine he's just really boring to me yeah he's (laughs) he's fine and like it's just that look that's on everybody's face when you're like no i don't like j cole and they're like he keeps he keeps me regular I go to the bathroom, you know. You know take a regular. dump. He, he keeps you like that. He's, he's a he's a probiotic people. of rap. He keeps you. He keeps you regular. He keeps <laughs> you going and taking a dump to get rid of. That, I mean, he's that like shit. the third best rapper on his own label. It's yeah, cool, JID number you know? one. JID all the way and, number one. And, and and what? Who Bass? That's what Bass is my shit. Bass and then um, Earth Bass Gang. Yeah. Oh please, Earth Gang. Yeah. Whack Gang. I was I listen to Earth Gang before J Cole. I, I would I would um stab my ears both of them with, a, with okay. pointy sticks before I listen to any of that shit. Anyway, all right, yeah, coming it. from a guy that likes puddle of mud. So wow! <laughs> wow! That's right. Get him! Get him, Griff! Right now, fucking get him! All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all. Uh, support when you can and support when you can. We are call out culture. Alaska, are, are you recording this one? Are you recording? Did record this one? Okay, did record. Excuse me, All right, y'all. We out. Please Please make sure we'll do another oh. episode back to back. Go get human zoo, get a throw pillow. Yeah, yeah. get it. <laughs>